0: Hello, and welcome to Ride the Omnibus. I'm your host, Ariel Basca, and today I'm speaking with Anita Rocha de Silvera, the director of Medusa, a brilliant new feminist supernatural thriller. Thank you so much for being able to meet with me. I absolutely adore this film on so many levels. Because you're working with so many different kinds of ideas at the same time in this sort of genre mashup that's talking about purity culture and the role of women and femininity in a specific place in a specific time. And I wondered if you could tell me a little bit where the idea for this film came from.
1: So the idea was a little bit uh, around 2015. I was releasing my first feature and uh, I read an article about a group of young humans that got together to beat another woman because they consider this other woman to be promiscuous. And not only they beat, but it was important for this group to make the girl to look ugly. So they cut their face, they cut their hair short. And uh, and then some weeks after, I found a similar article, but set in another city in Brazil. Now it goes a little bit older. And then I started to Google it. And I, I found some different news, not only in Brazil, but in Latin America about this. And for me, that was something that had a lot to do with the conservative rise in Brazil. Uh, And also made me remind of the Medusa myth because in the origin of the myth, Medusa was punished by Athena, the virgin goddess because of the loss of her purity. In one version of the myth, she was raped. In the other, she fell into temptation. But because of that, Athena transformed her into the horrible creature you all know about. So that was a starting point. And then uh, I want to do uh, I started doing a big research in the in the ultra right communities in Brazil about the evangelical community, about ultra right youtubers. and then everything starts to <laughs> to get some form. Wow, it's
0: really powerful the way that the narrative is shaped, but I think one of the most fascinating images that you have is this white mask that is supposed to conceal identity. but it's interesting how. They're trying to erase the identity of these other women as well in the process of this vigilante girl gang that is established to chase these women who they regard as impure. Have you had any specific interactions with either other women or people in the religious community that
1: influenced this film? Yeah, I bit. Uh, more like uh, I have some friends and people that I know that grow up in the church but now they are not more part of the church, most because they 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 are gays or from the LGBTQ community and they are not accepted in this church. So, but I, I talk to a lot of people that grow up in, uh, in evangelical communities and uh, and for but for me it's not only about our uh, writing the film. I was inspired by the one specific church that's very big in Brazil, but it was not my intention to talk about. The, all the evangelical communities because they are very different size and very, but about more about one specific group that here in Brazil is very big, a group that is occupying a lot of seats in Congress, that that is getting a lot of money. So that's uh, this group also has have an army of God, but from with male young guys and uh, and yes, by starting in my research I really. Uh, For me, it was very important to talk more about one specific church. I didn't want to go and anything that the minister says is inspired by real speeches, by real ministers from this church. And, um, but the girls, of of course, I'm stretching up a bit. And for me, what I I observe a lot is that since they have to control themselves so much, uh, the way they dress, the way they talk, the way they behave, they start to control the others. They start to control their own group, their friends. And they start to control the other girls outside the groups. Like, if I can't do that, why is she doing? And then that's the way to control themselves, controlling the others. Yeah. But, but in the, another hand, would the church approve for them to go out at night doing that? So that's why one of the reasons for the masks, because they, are, they have to control, but they, they also they can't have any attitude like that because they are supposed to be at home. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and the entire hypocrisy of the patriarchal system that they exist within, where their behavior is controlled so much, whereas domestic abuse, for example, is completely tolerated, and there are even YouTube explanations for how to apply makeup so no one has to look at your bruised face. Exploring that angle of domestic violence as well is something that you see that a lot in a lot of Christian households pretty much throughout history, but- Watching it here, it feels so fresh and so different the way that it's portrayed in this new context. Is this something that is on the rise with the younger generations?
1: I, I think in Brazil, uh, we could feel a conservative rise in 2013. And then uh, now things are a little bit are changing a bit with, with the elections that are coming. and with, But I think th- th- things now are starting to change a little bit for the best. But from at least 10 years, we felt a lot of a big conservative rise. And the people from this, and the people from this ultra right, they have money. So they, they had much more money to do videos and to, and they are, they are, they're much more invested, I think, in creating materials. And so, for example, during Dilma impeachments and Bolsonaro election in Brazil, the ultra right videos, they were very well made. They have, you could see there are a lot of production value on them. And then I, I found out a lot of ultra white YouTubers that they also are doing videos with a lot of money, of great quality, and that's very attractive for our young generation. And some of the videos that I found out was not people that are openly talking about politics, but for, for example I found one girl that she was talking about makeup and beauty and but she' would say a lot of very conservative things also like how she should be submissive to her husband how she should make do this makeup to attract men how she should behave on church and things like that but it was supposed to be a makeup channel but she was also while teaching makeup saying a lot of things about women being submissive to men and I even find other YouTubers that are more political, like uh, a young woman that would talk about the feminism being the the end of the world. That we should stop the feminist movement, and how she she was proud to be submissive to her boyfriend and her husband, and things like that. So, so yeah, I'm I'm pretty much afraid about what we can we can find online, especially think about a new generation that sometimes. The, father, the the parents have no idea what they are watching mm-hmm. <laughs> because one video can take to the other. And then we are, you can <laughs> you never know what to, what's been the next video. Yeah. And I
0: wonder also, how has this film been received in Brazil compared to the rest of the world?
1: Well, so far, the film has only played in film festivals in Brazil. It was not commercially released yet. And uh, yeah, I think in Brazil, people can identify more what's the church I'm talk about the ministers that inspire the character of the of the of the minister and things like that. People can. But I don't think that makes any difference in compre- understand the story. Yeah. But so far, the audience that watch is pretty much a festival audience. And uh, since the name of the film is Medusa, I think it's pretty much out of the radar of the ultra-right. They didn't really yeah. realize it exists. So, and they, they're, not, they're not going to the film, go to the movie theater as much. But yeah, so far, I think the big difference is that people in Brazil can identify some things more. more to, they can see what, what I was inspired in real life by some of the elements in the film. But nothing that, that can change the way you understand the movie. Yeah.
0: And that's so fascinating, too, that Medusa would almost provide a mask for the film in some sense as well. But I love the central mystery and the central character in the film is someone who experiences disfigurement and so much of her life just changes from the second that she is given this scar and that she has to completely change her circumstances of how she's living I love the central mystery in these rundown hospital wards and the creepy staff, the way that you portray them is fascinating when you were casting these parts, how difficult was it to find people who fit what you were thinking?
1: No, well, it was not very difficult. no, <laughs> It was very <pretty> much easy. <laughs> I was more conflicted about who to choose than to uh for all, for all the young characters, uh, not for the main character. She did my marriage She did my first feature, so I always have her in mind. But for all the young, the other young characters, I made o- open calls. With the girls, it was very difficult because I have more girls that I test that I really love, and I have to pick only eight. That for me was very difficult, and. uh for the hospital, the the actress that plays the head nurse, I saw her in another film, and I uh, and I directly invite her. The, and the actor that plays the minister, he's a big soap opera star in Brazil, and he's a friend of a friend, so I, I also invited him directly. But most of the others was through open calls. Oh wow! All of the scenes
0: in the hospital are really. Quite creepy, and we never know was she really there or not, but I love the way that you create the atmosphere in those sequences. What were some of the things that you did from a camera perspective to really heighten that anxiety in those sequences?
1: For me, The Hospital is the most fantastic part of the film. It's the most crazy one. I was Pretty much inspired about this numb situation, numb feeling that I had in Brazil during the past years. That we saw like a lot of things happening that we didn't imagine that was happening. But no no one knows how to react. So we start to think about these people that are sleeping and they don't know the reason. And and camera there we we use much more the camera in the hands. We have also some scenes with zoom lenses that do uh, this more tense feeling and. we, we used the green a lot in the hospital. It was all painted. It was not like that. It was a big production design work there. And, uh, and yeah, but a lot of, uh, we, I have to say that, use some dollies, use some camera in hands and, uh, and some zoom lenses as well in some moments.
0: Mm. Seeing the juxtaposition of the hospital and then the forests outside was really fascinating to me. That's not something that you would typically see in an American film. Obviously, we don't have rainforests everywhere, but yeah. were there specific things that you were trying to show in that counterpoint?
1: Yeah, for, for me, this, the hospital, I don't see so much as a counterpoint, but it's a hospital that's, that's not so close to reality. It's what you said. You don't know if you see Melissa's or nothing there, but you don't know what she's imagining or not. And I want you to be displaced. that's more ludic. More and so the, having this rainforest next to it and this place that is more close to her body, to the nat- nature it was something that I had uh, the script to be this hospital but surrounded by forest and uh, a place that she can be more in touch with her body and with other feelings and with and, uh, and with herself but not rationalizing so much a more intuitive self so for me it was important to have all this nature surrounding her
0: Yeah, it's also fascinating because when you consider the Medusa myth and how Medusa is considered a creature of nature and in this fantastical space and all of the greens always feel so vibrant in this film. And again, recall to mind the snakes. I absolutely love that about this film. And then when you think about the Greek myth and the whole idea of how a woman's purity is perceived and how you are punished whether or not it is your fault or not whether violence has been committed against you it's still your fault it's a fascinating myth but i wondered if you had other feelings about interpreting mythology into your works is this a theme that you're likely to continue to pick up on
1: uh, I, uh, I mean, yeah, a bit, I think. I, I'm very fascinated about Greek myths since a young age. And uh, in the films, there are other myths that I use, not only Medusa, like Kiron myths and other ones that are there. And uh, as you talk, the green is very important. Since the beginning, I saw the green as a color of Medusa, the serpents and everything, the green, the nature. And uh, yeah, for my next film, uh, I'm thinking a little bit of, about the Arachne myth. Another one that was punished by Athena. Yep. (laughs) uh, I don't know. I think it's a good starting point, the grief myths, especially when uh, we are looking for some inspiration.
0: I was very curious about that because it is one of those myths that not everybody remembers exactly why she became the monster and why the monstrous feminine becomes what it is today. Are you looking ahead to another project now or are you still just very focused on publicity?
1: No, no, I'm starting to develop, but uh, I'm still in a treatment phase, like 10 pages. and uh, But yeah, there's a bit of the Rackney myth, but it's a project about people that work in the film and TV show business. Um, so, yeah, and more, it, this one will be a little bit more musical than the, the others. Ooh, a musical. I like it.
0: <laughs> I think it's wonderful how you're reinterpreting these things in a horror genre satire kind of way I really appreciate that
1: you know, but I think this one was the one of the most myths the next the next will be more uh, one or two elements but this was okay gotcha more about the, the this is in the name it's about Medusa it's <laughs> <laughs> good gotcha. it that people go and google the the myth after watching the film if uh, people that don't know the the only know a part of the myth they go out of the screening and and start to Google to understand why the name. So that's a good way for people to get to know more about the Greek myths.
0: I want to thank you so much for this interview and for your work. This thank is you. an absolutely phenomenal film and it's rightfully gotten a lot of praise and I can't wait to see it grow further.
1: Ah, uh, Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care.
0: Thank you for listening. And thank you for taking a moment right now to reflect with me on the history of the land you are listening on now. Whether you are stuck in traffic or sitting in your office chair, take the time to look up whose traditional lands you are on now and what treaties govern those territories. I record this podcast on the site of land stolen from the Manahoac people. I am grateful to work on this land. And I acknowledge that we need to protect and honor the history of the indigenous people from other tribal nations that have made innumerable contributions around the world. I share this in the hope that my listeners may join me in honoring our past, present, and future. Without this land, this earth, and each other, we are nothing. Before I go, please take 30 seconds now to leave us a five-star review by clicking on support the show in the show notes. We don't want your money. We want your words. A simple RTO rocks, my socks expands our reach and helps us keep bringing you great content and connect with us on Instagram and Twitter, where we are at omnibus ride. You can also visit our website, OmnibusRide.com, where you can go to dive deeper into our content and learn more about the show. A special thank you to our amazing editor, William Das. We truly couldn't do what we do without him or Danielle. Be well, be safe, and keep in touch.